Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the August 22nd episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Monday edition of the show. It's a Monday, but that's okay because this upcoming weekend, we have some college football kicking off. It's not the greatest games in the world or the greatest teams in the in the world, but at least it's college football coming back. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that through your favorite podcasting app. And uh, also, go over to uh, www.umyasports.com with you know a web browser on a computer or on your phone tablet, whatever you're using. And that's where you can go get sports news and information updated throughout the day, each and every day. Uh, The news and content come from around the socials. It comes from around local sites, from around the web. We go out and do all of that legwork so that you don't have to. Uh, Not going to be the typical stuff you might see on the big sites. So we encourage you to check that out. Also, we are over there on the Twitter at Um Sports, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So swing on over there and check it out. Say hi. Hey, John. Hey, how are you going? How's it doing? <laughs> how's it How's it doing? So, you want to start that again? Hey, John, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing great. Uh, preseason football. Now we're, you know, at this point in preseason, this is when you go, oh, man, I just want to get on mm-hmm. to the regular season because there's... Good news, 17 days away. Yeah, so that's not long. That's not long before we get some actual meaningful games. And in college football, like I mentioned in the uh, in the opening there, we have some college football kicking off this weekend, but not... Awesome games. No, but no ranked, still on. no ranked teams playing. Yep, got to wait till when for that. The first time we actually see a ranked team is September first, but okay. it's September third is when you'll see Alabama, Georgia. You know all the teams you've been waiting for. Yeah, so it's Good. a little while away, but not too far. All right. Well, Lamar Jackson up there in Baltimore. He's trying to get a new contract done. Apparently, they're offering him more money than the Kyler Murray contract, but he wants uh, he wants all of that money guaranteed. Wouldn't we all like that? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, um, I don't know. I feel like at this point, Lamar Jackson just needs to pick the contract up and just take it because easy for you to say. Well, you're I, not putting your body out there. You're not putting yourself on the line. If he doesn't do the deal, what's end what's going to end up happening is he's going to switch from this deal to. Uh, a franchise tag deal uh, at the end of the season if they yeah. don't end up signing it, which is going to be less significantly less money. And then eventually the Raiders or the Ravens, if they can't figure out a deal, will eventually let him go because it'll become too expensive. So yeah. it's going to be a really weird rabbit trail that he's going to have to go down if he decides to you know hold this deal up. Are just they, because they're of offering that. him some guaranteed money? I'd imagine. Oh, I imagine this. The deal, not all of it. The deal has not come out. Like we don't okay. know the exact numbers, but. Okay. I guess he wants a little bit more of it guaranteed, um, which is perfectly understandable. I mean, he's the type of player that likes to you know run and pass, so he's gonna we had a great chance of injury. But it's it's good that the things are moving in you know the generally right direction because everyone's been wondering when Lamar Jackson is actually gonna get his deal. When are they going to uh, attempt to sign him? All that finally have some movement. They're trying to give him a really really big deal. Uh, because I think, like I mentioned on a podcast earlier, I think he's one of the few quarterbacks that's actually deserving of the sort of deal um, of this magnitude uh, out of quarterbacks and uh, as far as that is concerned. But how much money are they willing to give up? If he's not asking for – if he's willing to dial it back and not ask for all of it guaranteed, 
I think they can make it work where they add a little bit more guaranteed because I think Lamar Jackson has the upper hand as far as negotiations are concerned. Uh, but he's also representing himself. He has no agent. So he's going to have to figure out the best way to negotiate this. And But they're going to have to meet in the middle, obviously, unless he doesn't want to play for the franchise. But if he does want to play for the Ravens for the near future, uh, I imagine they can find a way to give him a little more guaranteed money and we can finally see Lamar Jackson have his contract and you know continue in that direction, uh, which will be interesting. I'm excited to see what they play like next season. I think they've got are finally coming off the injuries that have plagued them last season where they fell off the uh, fell off the rails pretty quickly, didn't make it even to the playoffs, yep. even though they've got a great squad. Now they finally get most of these guys back. Lamar Jackson having a contract and, and playing for something uh, of that magnitude and, and not having to worry about that off the field is going to be a big benefit for this entire squad. So it seems like it'll be good to get done. We know that it has to get done before the regular season begins because that is when he has said is his cutoff. So, it's time to, for the negotiations to get into high gear as that's only 17 days away. All right, here we go. Uh, so down there in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, is a team, Carolina Panthers. They have a bit of a uh, full quarterback room. Is that not right? They've got Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. They've got Baker Mayfield. And they've got Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. No longer Matt Corral because he is now injured. Although not a season-ending injury, correct? It is a season-ending injury. It is. Okay, so he is out for the year. So now we are down to one Baker Mayfield and one Sam Darnold. Yep. So who wins this quarterback battle? We know who that happened. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Announced official. Oh, they did. So that was happened today. Okay. Well, that's what I would have thought would have happened. Yeah, exactly. But now since Matt Corral's injured... That means that, um, that so Sam Darnold's going to be the backup. If something happens to Baker Mayfield, or if Baker Mayfield doesn't live up to the expectations, they have to go to Sam Darnold. So I believe this is a great thing for Sam or Baker Mayfield because they obviously do not want to use uh, Sam Darnold unless they absolutely have to. That was clear when they traded not only for Baker Mayfield, but they also drafted Matt Corral. Right. Right. So they don't want Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield is still on the roster. So clearly Baker Mayfield can slide. He can, you know, not play the best. He has a little bit of margin for error before they're going to be willing to be like, okay, you know, we can't do this any longer. We got to get a guy in here. And they look behind them and they're like, oh, Sam Darnold is the guy behind us. So at that point, do you switch to looking for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you, you know, search Cam Newton, bring back Cam Newton possibly? Like, is that what direction they had? Because it doesn't seem like Sam Darnold's their solution. It doesn't seem like Sam Darnold's someone they want to play with, especially after just trading for Baker Mayfield. Now, they didn't give up that much to get him, but at the same time, they traded for him, which speaks to the fact that they're not, don't have a ton of confidence in, in Sam Darnold. But now, since Matt Corral's injured, now you're in a situation where if Baker Mayfield gets injured, or Baker Mayfield goes on a slide and he can't find his footing again and he needs some time to learn the offense like every quarterback does, you really don't have that option that could be, like, okay, we can, you know, this guy can come in, play, execute this offense, have success, you know, like that. Now you have a situation where you got a good, like I mentioned, this, you've got a good running back core. You got a decent wide receiver room, not the best, but decent, and a decent defense. But now in the quarterback, you have a, probably above average quarterback at Baker Mayfield or a guy that you know can win you football games. Now, can you win, bring you all the way to the Super Bowl? No, not with this roster. Uh, and you have Sam Darnold that if something happens, you know, that's where it's going to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the near future we see rumors spreading about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is now linked to the Carolina Panthers or 
Cam Newton might be come home for a reunion or, or something down those lines because last season was rough for Sam Darnold, played really well for the first, like, what was like five games, four games. They were like undefeated. Everyone was super high on him, super excited, thought Sam Darnold was turning a corner. And then the slide took over and never was really able to find any sort of footing again and ended up tumbling straight, straight out of the playoffs and straight out of any sort of contention. So with Baker Mayfield, what I think happens if you have Baker Mayfield, I think you are a middle-of-the-road team where you win, this is what, 17 games now, so probably eight, maybe seven, eight games this season, putting you kind of in the middle there. Not a great football team, but also not a terrible football team. Uh, but you're going to be going through the ringer a little bit. You're going to play a lot of NFC teams, the Rams, the Cowboys, um, the Giants could be interesting depending on how they you know, gear up and fix themselves up. The Eagles, they're going to have to play some really good football teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how they look out of the gate. But, I mean, honestly, Matt Corral, I mean, I thought – I think he's was a, you know, a year or so out before he was even going to start for this football team. That was pretty obvious. But now not having him, I think, opens up the door for a interesting season for this Carolina team as they try to get back into the playoffs because, like I mentioned before, and I'll say it again – this coaching staff is trying to find the answer to save their jobs for him because I do believe that this could be the season where if they fail, a lot of these coaching staff and a lot of these players are on the exit because last season almost happened. They had enough confidence to give him another season. Uh, and if this season doesn't work out the way they planned, it's probably on to the next. So Carolina is where quarterbacks go to die. Is that kind of the deal? And um, their careers there, just kind of at this point, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, well, somebody who who seemed to be ending his career through retirement was Julian Edelman, and there were some videos that surfaced. I don't know, a few months back, with uh, I think it was him and Tom Brady throwing the ball, yep. and mm-hmm. you know, some kind of joking about Edelman joining them in in Tampa down there. But it looks like he uh, actually may want to return to the NFL, and maybe he's been talking to a one Bill Belichick. Uh, up there in uh, in in Boston in New England, is that right? Yeah, Belichick basically said that he talks to Julian Edelman quite frequently. Yeah, they like buddies. Uh, and that he went on the well, Julian Edelman went on the Rich Eisen show. Basically said, you know, I wouldn't if the team wanted me to come back for a playoff push. I mean, I could probably be ready to join them and play. And then basically, I think Belichick was asked the same question. He said, you'd have to ask Julian Edelman about that. I don't know. Uh, and the other quote he had, it, it just basically said he misses football. He misses, you know, everything about it. The, you know, playing on the practice field, being with the guys, uh, you know, just all the facets of it. And so basically, he kind of seems like he wants to do what Marshawn Lynch did in, a couple years back for Seattle, where he came back for the playoff push because they needed some help at the running back position. Now they didn't go far in the playoffs, but he came back, helped him out as much as they could. And then he ended up re-retiring with Edelman. The Patriots could definitely use him. I mean, this team is in a terrible situation. The running back is the strong suit. Their defense is still trying to find their footing. And Matt Jones is probably the best guy on the offense. Yet his wide receivers, like we saw in the playoff game are dropping balls left and right. And then again, against I think it was the Panthers when they played this weekend and they struggled with finding any sort of offense for the first you know few drives stalling out getting a lot of puns not really able to get anything going until kind of towards the end uh, and all the rumors in the offseason about how this offense is not clicking and Matt Jones is struggling all that so putting a guy like Julian Edelman on your radar if you're the Patriots has to make Patriots fans excited I don't care if it's a reality or not 
I feel like Patriots fans are just going to be excited to hear that because they know they need some help. They're not in a position where this team is in perfect position to make a strong playoff push or even be in the position they've been in when Tom Brady was at the helm. They have a long way to go, and they need to fix up this wide receiver core very quickly because what they seem like they did over the last few seasons is that they've got a bunch of uh, old vets that had a lot of success and tried to put them together and try to create chemistry. Didn't work out last season. This season, I mean, I could see a little bit more success. Um, I think Hunter Henry is a good wide or tight end. Uh, Nikhil Henry, Harry's gone, right? I think he went to, um, yeah, to uh, the the Bears. But they also have some injuries that they're dealing with. So at this point, this whole wide receiver core is, you know, struggling. Uh, So if Julian Edelman is willing to come in and play at the end uh, and try to help him with the playoff push, because it would have to be a playoff push help, because I don't think, uh, hypothetically, they even be in the playoffs at the end of the season. I mean, the AFC is too strong at this point to say, okay, the Patriots are in a perfect position to make it all over the playoffs at the position they're in with the team that they have. They have a long way to go. But if Julian Edelman's willing to do that, I think that's an interesting situation. Uh, it's interesting the way he worded it, where he said he could be ready, which either means he is ready and he's just trying to make it seem like he's... Oh, no, he said, could I get ready? Pro- I probably could, which definitely means he will be able to. And he's just trying to get the team to kind of help him out. But if a team, a guy's longing to come back... Obviously, wouldn't be at the beginning of the season because he doesn't want to deal with having to play a full season of play. But this Patriots team is in a position where that makes the most logical sense at this point uh, in 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 the season. So a Julian Edelman uh, comeback would be in the Patriots' best interest at any point in this upcoming season. Okay, Travis Etienne looks like he might uh, be uh, be winning the job down there running the ball in Jacksonville. Is that the case? Yeah, I think he did a good job over the last couple of uh, games that we saw him in uh, against starting guys because I think he has such a different playing style than James Robinson where he's a, can be using the passing game, but he's also really good at being shifty in the lanes. So he'll be able to charge up the gaps, but at the same time, he'll be able to run past defenders, juke defenders, break tackles. I think he played really, really well. Uh, and I think James Robinson, Travis Etienne – uh, duo one two punch will be extremely beneficial for this team, but in my mind, I think in a lot of ways that Travis Etienne's playing better than James Robinson. I think James Robinson has a, has a place in this offense. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying they missed a facet of their game with Travis Etienne being out for the entire season before he was even able to step on the football field last season. Now coming back and playing a little bit, it's clear that he will be a big part of this offense. A, B, it's clear that. He is a great football player. And C, I think he needs to be using a tremendous uh, amount of snaps next season. He needs to be given opportunities because when he's given opportunities, he can shine. So ultimately, I think he's been playing really well in preseason. I think he's opened my eyes a lot to his not only fantasy um, upside, but to his upside for this team. I think the Jaguars are in a unique situation. I don't want to get onto the point where, you know, I'm saying, you know, they're going to have a great season or anything like that. But I think they're on the verge of being able to play really well and have a great season for themselves. I like their new head coach. I like Travis Etienne. I like the new wide receivers they had. I like the new the defense. It seems like it's starting to click a little bit. Their defensive line is playing really well. So I think they're on the verge or on the cusp of play, of, of something really great down there in Saxonville. But Saxonville? At, yeah. There's their, their, announce, uh, their, their, uh, yeah, their they, team name. They get sacks. 
it was like two or three years ago when Jalen Ramsey was playing and they had okay. like one of the best teams. They call it Saxonville. Okay. Got I it. think they could come back to Saxonville. <laughs> okay. Glory. All right. Well we'll have to we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm not I'm not so sure. But we we will we will see. Time will tell. <laughs> so uh so a lot of injuries in the preseason which I think every preseason we have this conversation that comes up at about this point in the preseason where people are like, man, look at all these folks that went down with injuries. And man, the preseason sure is uh, hard on folks. Maybe we shouldn't be running these these starters out. And I know if you look at this preseason, it, it feels to me like the, the starters in a lot of cases were like completely out, out, not yeah. playing. Like if they played, it was for just a second and... And it's like we're now not really going to uh, to play the starters in preseason. Do you, do you, is that what you're seeing too? I know you've watched a lot more games than me. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways the bad teams, quote unquote, are playing their starters, right? The okay. guys, the teams are trying to figure stuff out about their identity and trying to figure all that out. But I think a lot of teams are now going to be scary with Matt Corral being out for the rest of the season. The rookie uh, first one of the top, I think it was like top five first round pick for the Giants going out for three to four weeks after a block that injured his knee. Uh, and then you got, it's just people going down consistently over and over and over again throughout, you know, throughout the weeks that I think a lot of people are just kind of getting to this point where coaches are just kind of saying to themselves, okay, if this player is important to the success of our franchise, if he doesn't need to prove himself, he's not going to play, which then leads into a situation where, it's kind of not worth tuning into the preseason games unless you know you want to see a very particular facet of your particular squad. But at the same time, if you if you do play your team, if you do play your players, like Drake London, even the rookie got injured there. So even playing rookies or guys that are trying to prove themselves or trying to learn and trying to grow and trying to get into snaps in a little bit are now running the risk of getting injured. And I think that's scaring a lot of people away. But if they're not careful, I think this can downward spiral into the point where we legitimately don't see starters play because after this season, a lot of these teams, in my opinion, are going to be better. I think a lot of teams are going to understand where they're at. They're going to have good deep playoff pushes. They're going to be very competitive over the next couple of seasons. And so if you get into that situation where a lot of teams are competitive and they're playing really well, you might get to the point where we legitimately don't see any of the starters or the guys you really want to see because everyone's scared to play them. I mean, even tonight, we won't see any of the Falcons or any of the jet starters, right? So that game is going to be interesting to tune into because you'll see a lot of backups or guys you've never even heard of. And you're trying to figure out a for fantasy, how you're going to draft and which of these guys are playing at. And that's why waiting until after preseason is so helpful, but B it's also for entertainment value. How much are we actually going to see? Are we going to see these guys? Are they playing all of that? And if we're not actually seeing them play, this could be the way things are for the near future. And unless they're drafted some new high rookies and they want to see them, or if there's some guys that need to prove themselves to decide if they want to keep them for the near future, then they'll play. But other than that, I guess it might turn into a coach's decision or if they're powerful enough, if you know what I mean? Like if they're like Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson, and they say that I want to play, put me on the field, let me experience, experience getting hit a little bit. Then that could be a situation where, I mean, you see a little bit of that, but other than that, I think this is not a good thing that a lot of these players are getting injured because at the beginning of the season, I said that if they do it and they get injured, um, but they, you know, they're coming back, they're getting injured a little bit, but they're nothing serious. They're able to come back. They're able to play. So it's not that big a deal. Now you're getting into situations where rookies are legitimately having to sit out a good deal of time due to injuries could end up 
uh, hurting, you know, hurting this hurting fa- uh, preseason for, you know, for the long run. So at this point, I feel like this, this season is going to affect what preseason looks like for the long run. I think last season, a little bit of a trial run, kind of see where things are at. And then this season is it's going to be a president for, you know, future seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for preseason to go ahead and get, get moving and let's get on to some real, real yes. football. That Rams, matters. Bills. I can't wait. Awesome. Cool. Listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, Like I said before, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Otherwise, we will catch you on Wednesday. Talk soon. See ya. God bless.